Are you on? All right. All right. Todd, all right. Hey, I'm John Rehm, uh, Rehm Bennett Moore Law Firm here in Lakey, Nebraska. This is our second episode of the Nebraska Workers' Compensation Podcast, uh, Zoom, whatever we're doing, calling it right now. It's just a conversation among the four lawyers about some issues in workers' compensation. You can find our last discussion from last month on Facebook Live. It's on YouTube. And uh, Haley got it up on um, on one of the uh, podcast platforms as well. So we have a podcast now. So um, in our episode last month was most important things to do in, in your workers' compensation case. Pretty wide-ranging discussion. We're going to be a little narrower today. So we'll just go ahead and have everybody introduce themselves and I'll kick off the topic and get the discussion started. So who wants to start? Who wants to introduce themselves first? Uh, I'm Rod Ream. All right. Todd? Todd Bennett. All right. And, and who's the last guy? Yeah. I'm Roger Moore. I'm the good looking one. Yeah. And yeah, Haley Gonzalez. In this office. Jeez. Yeah, Haley Gonzalez is our is our producer from our marketing firm. So anyway, all right. Um I want to lead off with talking. We're going to talk this month about nurse case managers. Who are they? What do they do? And why we don't like them. So um Rogers showing up big on my uh, on my screen, so I'll start with Rogers. Uh, Roger, what's it? Who are nurse case managers, and what do they do, and why don't we like them here at this firm? Well, uh, they're nurse case managers. These are individuals that have a medical background of some type of nursing that are hired by insurance companies to monitor the workers' compensation claim as it goes forward, and these are individuals who. Sometimes we'll show up to doctor's visits without even giving you any advance notice that they're going to, that go into the doctor's appointments with you. Um, and they tell clients that they're there to try and help make sure they get all the medical care that they need. Uh, in practice, uh, that's not actual, actually what happens in our experience. And uh, Well, Roger, do they promote the actual benefit for medical care for injured workers? Well, they say they do. Uh, they say they promote that benefit and make sure you get all the medical care involved. Uh, the reality is they're there to save the insurance company money. They're there to pressure doctors to release people back to work sooner than they probably should have. Um, and then I've, I've had nurse case managers that just out and out um, trash people behind their backs. They've mentioned they've got bankruptcies pending or they're behind another child support or anything else they can do to kind of disparage the injured workers that know nothing that has nothing to do with their workers compensation claim um, right. those are some of the issues that we've had i've had with them personally over the years well rod do you think it's smart to have a case manager on the case well it's smart for the insurance company uh but i there's very seldom or very rarely is it smart for the worker to to trust that nurse case manager uh, there's just so many things that uh, they can do to uh, minimize benefits that a worker is going to get uh, by telling doctors that there's actual light duty available for somebody to go back to work early and there's not 
and and, and uh, people end up getting fired and all kinds of things uh, uh, from what's certain of those nurse case managers too. Some are more aggressive than others. Right. Uh, well, I use that word smart, and and John, maybe if you know the case, smart. Yeah, uh, exactly. I was going to I was going to bring that up, Todd, and I. I was going to ask you that since you're the resident workers comp case expert, case uh, Smart versus Scribner. I, I dialed it up. Uh, you want to look it up. Two, Smart versus Scribner slash Food for Less, 254 Nebraska 111, holds that nurse case management services provided to, by, on behalf of an insurance company are not, are not things that benefit workers. So the Nebraska Supreme Court has said nurse case manager, management services do not benefit workers. I mean, that's that's settled case law. So yeah, I mean, and so I think that's an important thing to bring up because a lot of these nurse case managers, particularly if you read their jargon and their blog posts or on LinkedIn or on social media, talk about patient advocacy. And it just, it rings hollow. It's, it's disingenuous. I could use some other words, but this is a family podcast. So right. uh, try to keep things professional and and non-disparagement. So, but I'm sure I'm sure people can come up with some other terms that are less. Well, I brought, no. and I use that word "smart" because obviously that's the name of the case, and and they they are the right hand of the person of the uh, adjuster making the decision. The case, but I also use it for injured workers or smart people. They know how to get to their doctors. They know how where they're going, what treatment they're supposed to be after, and what they're looking for. They don't need a case manager that that has some uh, extra knowledge or smartness to them uh, because they don't. The injured workers are just as smart, if not smarter, than the caseworker on the case. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, sometimes it's a good thing that maybe for an injured, you know, sometimes you go to the doctor with somebody else, too. I mean, sometimes people are better, like, have a friend or a family member go with you. That, and that's real common. That, that maybe the other person can describe the symptoms better and, and, take, and take your own advocate with you so um that that's a good that's a good hint too um why don't well, at our firm why don't we like to have the nurse case managers in contact with our client that's always something that the ones at least that are ethical their nurse case managers if they know we're working on a case they tell us they usually will, will back off and not contact people why don't we like to have nurse case managers in direct contact with our clients Todd, you want well, to get off, Roger? Well, I think we've actually all kind of hit on the point that they're having ex parte communications with the physician for the benefit of the insurance company and, and call it what you want, but cost-saving measures, uh, whether it's getting it to a doctor that they want to or a referral or, or cutting down physical therapy and pain management and those things uh, because they are the right hand of the adjuster making a decision on the case. And it's just not a smart idea to have them when they're leading and monitoring or manipulating the, the medical care for an injured worker, especially when it's a litigated case. What's uh, for non-lawyers, ex parte means a conversation without other people in the room with you, that, a private conversation? Yeah, they're having a conversation without a lawyer present or frankly, even their husband or anybody that's actually on their side. Yeah, in, the, in the worst case, they talk to the doctor without the patient there. I mean, that's really what a lot of them try to do is they'll have meetings either after or before the patients uh, uh, are, 
our client's uh, appointment with the doctor uh, to, you know, either set them up to believe something about the work or whatever. I mean, it's outrageous. And they don't, they don't have a right to be in the room with the doctor, is my understanding. And would, that, there's no legal right to, to allow them in the room. No, they can't, manip they can't manipulate the care. And I guess that's a question for you, Roger. What if a, a case manager wants to talk to the doctor before and after or insist on being in the room with the patient or the injured worker? Well, as I tell my clients, as we've touched on, they don't have any right to be in there with the doctors off, with the doctor and the patient. So I always advise them that if they're in the room that they tell the doctor that they don't want the case manager to be in the room with them when they're meeting with the doctor. We have a much more limited basis to prevent the case manager from speaking with the doctor before and after the appointments, but the patient can always request to be part of those conversations um, and, uh, and ask the doctor to, to make them aware of those conversations when they occur but they, they have to be uh, uh, to communicate those issues to the doctor so that their concerns are taken care of to the greatest extent possible. Well, and the whole, this thing about talking with the doctors is kind of um, devious. Uh, the, the doctor's offices know that uh, the, our, our client isn't gonna pay their bill, the nurse case manager's client is gonna pay the bill. And uh, it, it's very concerning to me when one of my clients has a doctor uh, agree to talk to the nurse case manager without him or her in the room. Uh, it says something about the doctor, un unfortunately. Uh, it makes me wonder uh, what their concerns are, uh, whether it's the patient or making sure they have a good relationship with an insurance company. And I think it's good to talk about the doctor and, the, and the, those relationships and we can talk, I kind of have it on the outline to talk about that a little bit later, but there's a couple other things. I mean, first of all, you've got a, some stranger coming into an examination room with you and your doctor. I mean, and a lot of people that may not know anything about workers' compensation would wonder, why is this person here? What about my confidentiality? What about my privacy? Why, why can a nurse case manager participate in a workers' compensation claim? I mean, why is it legal for them to do so? And it is, but why, why can they in Nebraska? Well, in Nebraska, there's no law or rule that says they uh, cannot be or, or prohibited from being in a case, but there's also no rule or law prohibiting an injured worker to say, I don't want to work with one. Sure. Uh, so which kind of, as you say, goes back to the doctor where the doctor's got to have, you know, no, no pun intended, but a backbone who, who's going to stick up for the worker because there's no rule that they got to actually be communicating with them. There's, there's no obligation to do so. And it's totally up to them in their office. But when you file a worker's compensation case, I mean, you don't you give up some of your right to privacy and particularly in regards to your medical records? Yeah, you do. I mean, the statute says that, that the medical privilege uh, is, is suspended. Uh, if you're making a workers' comp claim, uh, but that doesn't grant the right to have a doctor in the middle of a medical exam with, and and things like that. Um, I guess I, I would supplement that by saying I, I typically would preclude uh, the insurance company from getting records 
if it's purely a physical injury relating to mental health treatment, psychological treatment, uh, drug and alcohol abuse, those are things that are frequently in the releases that I see from my clients and I'm sure the rest of us as well. And uh, I cross that stuff out. So th there is a pretty broad uh, allowance of access to medical records, but there are some limitations that you can put upon their ability to get those records. Yeah. Right. Especially since it, it may or may not be an issue in the case. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just trying to drag the, the digging around in records that aren't relevant is, is uh, I view as a, uh, an effort to try to just dirty up the client and make a client look bad uh, to the court. Uh, a lot of times, I think, from my experience, that backfires. I had an experience where a defendant brought a whole bunch of stuff up about a client that's completely irrelevant, and it just it, it just backfired against the the employer. So, so yeah, it, it, it goes lots of different ways. So we've talked about why some doctors cooperate with medical with with nurse case managers, and Rod. You talked about payer, you know, since the nurse case manager is essentially the right hand of a payer, that's one reason why they listen to nurse case managers. But are there other reasons why doctors may cooperate with a nurse case manager? Well, and that's for anybody, not just Rod. Uh, doctors are human beings and they, and, and they have uh, their own attitudes and their own views of the legal system and, and, uh, things like that and and those of us that participate heavily in the workers comp area including nurse case managers insurance adjusters lawyers judges we have some idea about whether a doctor is uh pretty protective of the of the client and, and, and keeps them off work until they're really sure there's no danger or whether the doctor is kind of a pat them on the back back in the game kind of doctor which uh, people that participate know doctors' tendencies and nurse case managers get involved heavily in picking doctors. And they, and they come at the, at the clients with some line that, well, you know, I know a really good doctor that, that uh, really is great surgeon of whatever, you know, you name it, back, neck, the hand, whatever. And uh, clients don't know any better unless, or, or injured workers don't know any better uh, and I'm not saying there are bad doctors. They're just there are doctors that write and sympathize, write letters, write reports, and tend to sympathize with the interests of business and insurance. And that's that's reality. That's, that's what we true. deal with every day. All right. All right, Todd, Roger, anything that that you know, Todd, your thoughts on that one? I'm just going to go well, down the line. Well, just for an example, I mean, a recent case where uh, we're barely on the case a week, and the case manager. Not only you find out in less than seven days that they have cut off the family physician from, from treating the injured worker, but they've actually got them out of their family physician, sent them, for example, clear across the state to another doctor that they chose that the patient never seen before. And, and, and unfortunately, if, you don't, if you're, you don't know the exact what the law says, that gives you the right to stay with your family physician or any referral from your family physician, they're, they feel obligated to actually go with the doctor that the case manager is approving. And then it becomes a practical problem that the doctor, they're not going to potentially treat someone if they know they're not getting paid. But, Roger, 
what's your uh, thoughts on this? And I've got a few too. So yeah, I'm just going to kind of go I through. I guess I would, I would liken the, the, the nurse case manager situation. If you think about the health insurance industry in general, and you think about when HMOs came around and it was going to, doctors were concerned that the insurance companies were controlling the, the standard of care and the, and the methodology of treatment that they've you know, been taught and trained in for years. This goes a step beyond that. This is kind of having their own little agent in the doctor's office on top of the other restrictions and treatment that are already there. Um, and as Todd indicated, they'll refer them to different doctors. You know, in 20 years, I can't say I've ever had a nurse case manager advise a client, for instance, that they have a right to choose their own surgeon. In fact, it's usually the opposite. They tell them you have to go with this doctor. This is a doctor that we've chosen. You're stuck with them. So just another indication that they're not there to help the injured worker. They're there to help the insurance company's bottom line. We, we've, we've seen records that have been disclosed on accident that actually brag, have case uh, nurse case managers bragging to insurance companies how much they've saved them because they've convinced the doctor not to do a, a surgery that they thought might be appropriate. Uh, that's very troubling. Yeah, it is. And a couple of things about nurse case managers. I mean, some of them, particularly those who are workers' comp coordinators for like some of the big packing houses, at least they used to be one. Some of them aren't even nurses. That's one. Uh, Two, I think reasons why doctors will sometimes go with leave nurse case managers, just besides the fact that they pay the bill, is they've got, well, especially particularly the specialists will oftentimes have pre-existing relationships with them. They're talking to them, you know, year day in and day out and if they build up trust with them you know you're at a disadvantage and the other thing that nurse case managers can do in conjunction with the insurance companies is they can provide work you know off work they can give like job descriptions and seem like they're being helpful in that return to work process and i've got a case right now where some nurse case manager concocted a work restriction agreement that was completely one-sided and and again they're just those those types of agreements are things that they use for people that are narcotics patients, which again, it's a stigma. And they, they work to further stigmatize and injured workers through use of these paperworks. And, you know, like Roger said, hints that the person's a drug user or has alcohol problems. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's lots of reasons why, you know, doctors that are otherwise good may end up going with, um, why we end up believing there's case managers and you have the right to change your doctor too, particularly if it's a surgery, you know, that's even if you lost that out front, if it's a serious injury and you have surgery, you can move uh, doctors. So any other thoughts about that from the other lawyers on this? Well, one thing that I can even post to you, Rod, is and explain a lot of people, maybe it's so obvious, but nobody asked the question. Who pays the bill for the case manager? Who pays them? Well, there it's like the, there's a phrase in politics, which is kind of timely, that you follow the money. And the, the nurse case managers are paid handsomely, their firms, by the insurance companies and the employers. I, they bill out at like 200 bucks an hour or $200 an hour for their time. And that's not nothing. <laughs> that's what lawyers bill out, defense lawyers bill out for workers' comp. That's about what their hourly rate is a lot of the time. Might right. be more. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, and, and Rod alluded to this a little earlier too, that, that the, the return to work aspect of it is also has some troubling uh, issues where 
either they're not informed about what the job duty is, or they're just flat out misrepresenting what the return to work option is for them. In some cases, just making up positions and, and there's seems to be a disconnect between the nurse case manager and the actual employer uh, where the nurse case manager might have said to the doctor, oh, we've got this great job. He's going to be sitting at a chair all day long and he's going to be able to put up his leg. Uh, and you take that to the employer and the employer seems to know nothing about it. So you, you can't even rely upon what they're saying as between what they're representing their client can do in some cases. So uh, they just further diminishes the value that they add to the case from the injured worker standpoint. Well, and the, the, the practical effect of, of, of those kind of maneuvers are to either make people literally suffer for doing a job that, that isn't appropriate, or they quit. And if they quit, they lose their benefits. Uh, and, and there's an economic hardship that arises from some of these activities of the nurse case managers. I, I don't think any of us are saying they they do that on every case all the time, but we see it enough that we know it's real. It's a tactic. It's a tactic to hold down the cost to the insurance company. Uh, every week that they can say a person is denying working and they, could, they don't have to pay workers' comp like they're supposed to, to injured people recuperating. And maybe going back to maybe more of the fundamentals of, worker, of, of co workers' comp and nurse case managers and what they do, and just so people understand how workers' comp cases work, uh, and workers' compensation isn't most of the time, at least we have lawyers agree with me, vast majority of the time, most of the medical evidence comes in by medical report rather than by live testimony. That's everybody's experience, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So can somebody talk to me how, you know, Rod and I were talking about how nurse case managers almost, maybe they don't write the medical records, but they certainly massage the medical records and kind of sometimes direct the doctors to, uh, in, in regards to the, the medical records. Can somebody talk a little bit more about that? Because we're down to about five minutes. Well, the way that I, one of the, just, there's so many tactics that go on here, but actually the way that the work is explained to the doctors in terms of when an injury arises, sometimes the nurse case managers are in there and telling things that will just kill the case. So the doctors won't make a connection between the work and the injury. And, you know, that's an example of of, of a medical records problem. And it's, it's pretty common when people go into with a work injury that they don't know exactly what they're supposed to say. They don't know that they need to tell a doctor that there was a, a, a certain date that something happened, you know, and, and uh, the nurse case managers don't help them with that. I know that for darn sure. I've seen plenty of instances where, you know, the people just kind of go along with this nurse case manager and then, oh, wow, this isn't workers' comp. You're out of luck. Right, which actually comes to kind of what we were talking about in the debates last night and last week about pre-existing conditions. That's one of the first things that a case manager will bring up in the medical record. Doesn't matter how long ago, could be a year, could be five, could be 10 years, and they all want to bring up this pre-existing problem. So the doctor relates the current issue to a prior problem that the person had, and it really doesn't have any relevance other than it existed, but it wasn't a problem that they were seeing from currently. Yeah. But, uh, 
that's classic that they will pull that out of, out of a medical record. Yeah, I mean, in Nebraska, we just have to show that the injury made things worse. It's called contributing cause factor, which is pretty, pretty lenient. So besides, uh, you know, bringing up old injuries that may not be relevant or probably aren't relevant, what other kind of tricks, you know, most more prominent tricks and common tricks in nurse case managers? And we're down to about three minutes here. So kind of almost final thoughts time. Well, in some cases, when you have these ex parte conversations between the nurse case manager and the doctor's office, the doctor will actually record what the nurses told them in the actual treatment notes. So when records are disclosed, uh, you get the treatment notes showing the conversations and some of these uh, accusations that the nurse case manager was made against the injured party. So that's another way for him to kind of sneak in these little jabs at the injured worker that the judge might see in a record form later on. All right. Right. Kind of last thought, maybe kind of wrap it up. Last thoughts about nurse case managers. Well, I think nurse case managers are an example of how uh, the, the workers' comp system is a little bit more complicated than most workers think it is. They have a, uh, if they're hurt the first time, they expect to be treated fairly and they expect to have their word honored and, and to be believed and, and to be dealing with people that are looking out for them. And that's really not true in terms of nurse case managers in particular. And I know some of them, if they look at this, will be offended, but that's, you know, I'll call it like I see it. And yeah. pe people need to be aware of uh, the problems like this because they can, they can have a heck of an effect on their, on their health and life if, if they let somebody who's not acting in their best interest to uh, run the show. Todd? And that's kind of what I was going to say to end it was an insurance company has this person not only being the right hand of the person making the decisions on the case, but they're doing everything to get all the records, talk to the physicians, where an injured worker, unless they have someone represent them, they don't have that capability to have their own built-in witness, and a lot of times, fact and a medical witness that supports their claim. Okay. So the last, last little tidbit, they got to be smart. Just like the Supreme Court said, it's not a benefit to the injured worker. So. All right. Well, kind of my quick final thought is going back into the campaign season. There's definitely collusion between the nurse case manager, the insurance company, and the, um, and the um, employers oftentimes. And, uh, I got a couple of blog posts on that. Uh, one I wrote back in August, who is this nurse case manager? And why are they talking to my doctor? I've written a couple of other things about collusion in workers' comp between nurse case managers and insurance companies. So and I've got another one coming out next week about uh, this uh, work restriction form. So um, I'd like to thank all the other, I'd like to thank Rod, Todd, Roger for um, joining us today. Thank Haley. For production for putting everything together and this will be up on youtube it'll be up on um, facebook and it'll be on spotify and uh i remember our uh i remember our podcast network and hopefully up on some other networks too or some other platforms so talk to everybody later you bet all right you're safe everybody thanks, thanks. back right. to work stop screwing off guys all right thanks That's right thank you bye-bye